Well, hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. My name is Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today, we have Philip Karen and Megan Stokes. And here we are. This is episode 89. We are back after a little bit of a hiatus. We're recording an episode. How crazy is that, gang? Wild, wild times. Yeah, I'm happy. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me back again. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Now, as you know, our standing co-host, Casey Cool, is still coaching football. Um, He was texting me a little bit earlier today, and I got to share share with you guys the score of his most recent game. His team won to the very close score of 68 to (laughs) 0. Oh, 68. At what point do you just oh, give them man. a touchdown? You know oh, what I mean? Like, man. Casey, come on, be nicer to these kids. 68 like, points. How <laughs> Figuring out, you know, the game's only 60 minutes long. You know what I mean? How many points right. a minute are we talking here? Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Yeah, when I saw 68 points, I was like, oh, boy, that is a lot of points. Okay. Everybody's okay. getting free pizza yeah. tonight. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, all the orange slices you can handle. That is for sure. Yeah, orange slices for days. Yeah, I think he said like once they were up by like twenty or so, they just put in the B squad, and the B squad continued to just run over them. Oh, that is, that is so funny. Yeah, and and I know like I I don't even know what ages Casey's football program is going on with, but the kids know, right? Even if they're like ten, they know that they're being like destroyed, right? Yeah, it's, that's gotta that's gotta be a rough one. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure. Megan, Megan, what is the participation try uh, prize for somebody that loses a football game, sixty-eight to zero? I really don't know. <laughs> I don't think there is anyone, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Extra <God>. push-ups. <laughs> uh, for dinner, you get water, children. Yeah. That is what you get. Yeah. All right, home. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet and, car ride home. And for dessert, one piece a of qu- ice. Yeah, a quiet car ride home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Listen um, to classic rock. We are the... Turn that off. Turn that off right now. Put your, put your headphones in. <laughs> I will turn this car around right now. Right now. Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Too funny. Yeah, so it's been a minute. Casey is planning on coming back here in a couple weeks, and we'll get a little more regular. We've been trying to shoot for Tuesdays. Turns out we did a stream last uh, last week, and uh, it was an epic fail. Uh, yeah. Turns out you need audio from all the people on the cast. Did you guys yeah. know that? <laughs> Did you guys know that? Hey, we had a good time. We we made it through the tree. We had a good time. I I uh, call me call me vain, but I went and deleted the video immediately after recording. <laughs> I think you have to. Right? <laughs> this was just practice. This is just a, this doesn't count. Well, and especially because you have to listen to that awkward silence where one person is talking, the other person's listening. Yeah. So it's just like. <laughs> It's just just an hour of anticipation, you know what I mean? I wonder what they're saying and just trying to lip read. Uh, Yeah, but but Megs and I are playing It Takes Two on stream. What do you think, Megs? Are are you liking It Takes Two? I love it. It's so fun. I mean, I am not the best gamer in the world, so it's a little frustrating at times, but the fails are kind of funny. I mean, the Um, wheels seem good. I get stuck in really obvious places. But yeah, I I mean, it's really fun. I didn't anticipate it being so emotional. Like, it really is an emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I love the different artwork, though. And, like, all the characters are really cool. So, yeah. 
I didn't I, I didn't catch the stream. Is it a um, is it co-op or is it against well, each other? That's because it doesn't exist anymore because it's well, been deleted. Now, now I won't have a chance to catch <laughs> the stream. Uh, no, it's it's kind of co-op, so it's like a 3D platformer type setup, and um, it's very co-op-y. You know what I mean? Like lift up the bridge so the other person can cross over. You know that kind of format. Shelby has to essentially tell me what to do. <laughs> It's fine, but no. yeah. Well, I, I don't I want to throw anything. stones, but it took us like 20 minutes to beat a boss. And I was just like, can you please just shoot this beetle, please? Like, that's all I need you to do is just shoot the beetle. Well, it's, so, it's so funny because like, like we were talking about before the stream started, um, you know, my son, I bought Lego Star Wars recently, and we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit more later. But um, essentially, he's a little too, he's a little bit too young for the game. Yeah. So, like, you know, once the game goes from one joystick to two joysticks, it becomes a little bit more difficult for the aiming and to under explain explain the concept of you you move with the left joystick and you aim with the right joystick. And I'm like, dude, can you please just follow the yellow light so we can get on to the next area of the story? Oh, no. So him and I had to collab. We collaborated with one controller where it's like, how about I let you fight all the bad guys and I'll do all the puzzles. And I, I like, I like how you put that. We're going to collaborate. No, no, it's going to be a collaboration. AKA. Yeah. This is how you do this. <laughs> Um, for sure, for sure. So tell me more. I know that you mentioned it. So this is the new Lego Star Wars game, and it is pretty sweet. It's like a departure from the old school, uh, what, you would, what, what would you call them, Lego Star Wars games, right? It's a little bit different. Yeah, so I, you know, look, I, I'm not huge into the Lego games, to, to be honest with you, but the Lego games, Lego in general as a franchise has always had an element of like adult humor built into it. They're a little bit, they cross between kids and adults. And what they did with this one was, um, well, first I would say the reason I got it, I got it for myself, but I also got it because I thought it would be interesting to stream kids games because I didn't think there was a lot of niche out there for parents that wanted to look at kids games. But I didn't realize when I started streaming that Nintendo is more like Apple in the sense that they're a closed system. They don't really want you streaming their stuff without permission. So I got hit with a bunch of copyright uh, claims right in the beginning. And I had to remove all the oh, videos. So really? I, yeah. So I tried streaming it on, I tried uploading things onto YouTube and within five minutes of putting things on YouTube from the Switch, even when I did like Super Smash Brothers, it was like copyright. Like they, you have to get their permission if you're going to monetize any of your videos or do any really? of that kind of stuff. So I stopped streaming my Switch, obviously. But um, they, what they've done differently with this game as opposed to other Lego games is that typical Lego games are very linear you go into an area you finish all the guys kind of like the old school ninja turtles or x-men arcade game where you walk you kill all the bad guys you go to the next room then you fight the foe. this is an open world so you can pick whichever trilogy you want uh episodes one two three four five six seven eight nine the first ep the first episode is unlocked so seven four and one and then you have to finish that episode to unlock the next episode in the trilogy and it's an open world so they have it has a lot of replay value you can go back on and do side quests and missions and there's different little climbing things you can do to unlock skins and a lot of it is unlocking new things and 
they have a whole free-to-play world where you every planet in the Star Wars solar system that you have in the Star Wars galaxy, sorry, solar system, in the Star Wars galaxy that you have unlocked, you can just go onto the planet and run around freely and just do things and find little hidden things. So there's a there's an insane amount of content uh, built into this game for sure. Really? So does it follow like, so I know you said it's not linear, but does it follow like the story beats of it's the films? A, yeah, it's word for word, almost word okay. for word of the story. So like if you're looking for new content, like, I mean, there's little things that they do, little animations and little humorous things. Um, but it's almost, it's exactly the story from the movies. Is that right? Okay, so so this sounds like it's so. How many you mentioned that you played some of the other Lego games? Have you played a lot of them? Any of them? Where do you fall within uh, the Lego pantheon? I just I've done like I've seen like a lot of the Lego Batman games. I think that's what I played, and that's mostly what I've played. I mostly have, you know, I watch little kids. You have cousins. You have somebody. You're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. The idea that you can break apart something and then build it again into something different. So it's a tool that you can use to unlock somewhere else. It's kind of exclusive to Lego, right? Like you don't really see that a lot of other places. So that's, that's really cool. But I mean, as far as content goes, this it's a, it's a good game. There's a lot of content in this game. That's really nice because I know that when I was playing the other ones, it felt like a really samey, you know what I mean? Like I needed something new within, within the Lego universe. Um, I do always like to switch between different characters and use the abilities though. Yes. And they do, they do a lot of that too. So you can, you can just, whatever, use your, your bumpers or your triggers to just tab between, I think at, at any particular scene, they have like three different characters. So you can, you can be, Qui-Gon Jinn or Obi-Wan Kenobi or like Jar Jar Binks or R2-D2. You can tab between the characters and they all have different abilities that get you on to the next section. You know everybody wants to secretly be Jar Jar Binks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they want to do it, but it's not great. I mean, it's, he's intentionally not interesting. You so wanna. No, I really liked the fanfic that was going around that he was a Jedi Sith Lord. I that still my, think... That's my favorite. I wish they had pulled the trigger on that because if it's it, if you look back at the first two movies, you can see that, right? Like, it was there. The pieces were there. there. That would have been... There. Dude, the Lego conspiracy theories are real, or the Star Wars uh, conspiracy theories are real. Did you guys know that? Is it C C three PO has a okay. silver leg? Did you know that? Is a silver leg? I think this is ridiculous. No, so I saw this. This is one of these Bernstein Bears things, right? Where like yeah. glitch in the Matrix stuff. Yep, yep, yep. I always remembered him to have a, gr- a gold leg, but I've seen the silver legs and I can't dispute it. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. like, it's like the Berenstein bears thing, right? Same. I feel like we would have known it. Yeah. The Mandela effect or that's the Mandela is. effect. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google that. I've never heard of that before. Oh yeah. It's a thing right now all over the internet. It's, it's a, a thing. Silver leg. C-3PO. That's, that's where it's at. Have you watched it on a star Wars? Have you, have you seen the whole, uh, what series Megs? No, mm-mm, no. I think I watched it back in like the 2000s when we were kids. That's about it. Yeah, I, I haven't caught up on the franchise. I think it's really hard to go back now. Is I it? Think it's really hard to go back to those older movies. I do. I do. Yeah. I think those Star Wars movies are hard to go back to, especially yeah. the, the first really? run. I do. Yeah. Or- well, A New Hope is real slow, especially if you yeah. know the end. It's like, yeah. oh boy, there's a lot of sand here. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the light the lightsaber fight is uh yeah. at the end of that, the payoff in that one is like you can tell they were just figuring this out. It's like what if we touch lightsabers three times and then we <laughs> kill them? That's about all we can afford for this movie. And doesn't he just like fall? Doesn't his robe just fall to the ground? Yeah, it just which I'm sure was very novel back in the day. Like I'm sure that was very like on it, but it's like okay, come on. Although have you seen the YouTube video where they have the reimagined scene of oh my that's that's worth watching someone has gone back and and updated their fight and they've integrated it with the and it's got millions of views and they've integrated it with the film so obi-wan and and um darth vader in episode four and they've done it in a very super intense violent way and it's so well done that it's it's a must watch it's it's definitely a must watch it's worth pulling up i mean after they were able to pull it off so well in was like mando like the last episode of mando mandalorian yeah on disney plus i was like dang okay i will follow you into the darkness because that last scene of episode one i think it is where they call back an an old character it looks it looks amazing it looks amazing although i will say the other series um the boba fett series i'm gonna be honest it's not that great i gotta agree i gotta agree i was not such a fan megan what did you think about the boba fett series i got nothing for you i I, I knew that was good is there still the girl in the chain bikini how much (laughs) how much money would you require to watch all Star Wars everything? Oh God! I mean, nine how, movies, two how probably two hours? hours plus. That's like days. Eighteen hours, right? and then I think you have to do series. Like, if we're gonna put it on the table, you got to do series too. And there's yeah, a you lot gotta do of the two, You got to do the two series, and then you've got to do they have the they have the Clone Wars, and they have Rebels, and Clone Wars is like seven seasons cartoon. So yeah, this got it. It's got to be hundred and fifty hours. Yeah, I'm just guessing. Yeah relationships i don't know chat if you can figure that out you, you let me know i don't know how many hours the complete star wars run is but how many dollars megan for three days of your life oh well, i would need some four days of your of, life. like payoff you know what is the goal here like a dollar an hour would you be I, cool with a dollar an hour no we need we would, we would do no more. Way. time is money come on all you're doing is watching tv you're gonna watch tv anyway you might as well get paid to do it <laughs> You'd rather not be bored. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have other things. Dude, we, so in in Discord, they were talking about Extra Life or or like the the charity oh, yeah. streams. That's yeah. what we should do: is force Megan to watch Star Wars for an entire charity stream. <laughs> I, I, I'm great with that. Yeah, <laughs> and and every time you doze off, we force you to like take like a caffeine pill or take a shot of Red Bull. It sounds like purgatory. No. Ten push-ups. I mean, hey. Ten push-ups. Yes. (laughs) Is could this be considered torture? Maybe. Maybe it could. Maybe it could. Um, so yeah, so I have been playing uh Mario. You may have heard of it. It's a little game called Mario's 3D World. That is what I discussed um last couple of weeks. I saw credits on that finally. Um it's real good people got real excited about this this game and i understand why 
because it is very well done. And I'm going to skip my YouTube trial. Now you guys know. Um, 3D World, very good. I liked it a lot. It was great. Um, did I love it? I don't know. Then I played Bowser's Fury. And oh my gosh, that is a Mario game. Okay. Bowser's Fury, I think, is far superior to 3D World Land, whatever this game is you're seeing on the screens right now. <laughs> Yeah. this looks good it looks it does it looks good and it's and it's like they have the worlds that are only like five minutes a pop so you like come in you get your little dopamine fix and then you run off and, and go about your life yeah highly addicting so i started long, playing it because i traveled so how long is the bowser's fury then compared to this? i think to roll credits it's only three hours okay. um i finished it and i had 50 of the stars out of 100 stars so i'm only halfway there it's one of those games that's so good that i think i don't want it to end you know what i mean so it's like i'm gonna save this and come back to this when i have to travel again and knock out some more content um i'm very impressed with bowser's fury think open world mario well i mean on the back of that can we just say so on a complete side note to this game you were saying that this this probably has like 40 hours, 50 hours of mm-hmm. content. After the Metroidvania March, yes, I d- went and downloaded a game so I could participate in Metroidvania March. Ooh, very so nice. So I down because you know we I was so it was such a fun experience the last time on the podcast. It was so nice to just be able to have the time to relax. I just got so jacked up on it. I was like, I'm gonna go download something right now. So. I downloaded Hollow Knight. Oh, yes. My my issue here is, okay, here's my issue. I know we have been complaining about this, but as an adult, as somebody that is, as a kid, why is every single game have minimum of 50 hours of content now? Like the games used to be 10 years ago that a campaign was like 20 hours. I, I put, I streamed Hollow Knight when I was first figuring out my stream. Right. And I put maybe, I don't know, eight, nine hours into it. And then I was like, I felt like I was getting to the end. And so I Googled it and it was like minimum, right? 30 hours, 40 hours to complete the main story campaign. I'm like, dude, I was like, what? Look at this map. I don't have half of that unlocked. Like there's so much content. And this game is one of those games that if you go away from it and try to come back, good luck. That's what like, I'm afraid of now that I've stepped good away luck. from it. Yeah, like it's real, real hard to come back to. I tried to come back to it, started following a guide, got like back on track. Then I'm like, oh, something shiny and then have not gone back. So I have not seen credits on this game at well, all. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like th- this game, not to get us off track, but this game is one of those games that rewards exploration it, they really don't tell you anything about what to do they tell you nothing about where to go you're just like oh i can't go here and so then you figure out like oh i need to unlock some skill or i need to get something in the tech tree in order to get on but they don't tell you that while you're playing the game so um this about this is about as dark souls as it's gonna get for me yeah yeah, for sure. And I see a Squidos' dank is in the chat. You can vouch. She's been playing the Hollow Knight. Dude, I hear you. Hollow Knight is brutal, too. So if you have not played Hollow Knight, you don't know what it is. It's essentially like a 2D platformer that's very difficult. 
and it's Soulsian. So like if you die at one point, you have to make a run back to your dead body to collect all your, uh, the, what do you call them? Shinies. Yeah, shinies. When I, I forget. I forget. <laughs> That's a technical term. Shinies, look it up, Google it. It's it's a thing. But um, yeah, I like this game a lot. I'm excited for the sequel. I also think that this game is one of those games that came out, people loved it, and they DLC'd the heck out of it. So if you go back and play it now, like that original like 30-hour game is now expanded. And I don't know how long the beat is on this thing, but... Yeah, so I was looking, it said about 40 hours. And I'm like, dude, I can't. I was so depleted. I got things to do. I got things to do up in this life. I have like... I have like an hour and a half to play. This is like going to take me at least a month to beat this. I, I was so deflated. I think to your point, that's exactly yeah. what it had to me. I had like 800 souls or whatever they're called. Yeah. And um, and then I was like, oh, I'll just go back and get them later. And I started jumping around. And then I jumped like three times. And then I started freaking out because I'm, like, I'm going to die right now. Like right. I psyched myself out. And I was like, I'm just going to fall in this pit. It's and so painful too. Like you get on a like, good run and you're like, yes, here we go. We got it. And then you die. And if you can't get back. Mm-hmm. I just set the controller down, the PS4 controller down and just turned the monitor off. And that's it. We're it's done, like, for, we're done like, for the day. Yeah. It's like when you dream about not studying for a test and having to take that test in high school. And then you wake up and you're 35. And for some reason, you're still having this, this sweaty dream. <laughs> This game inspires anxiety. It's so, it's so true. It is so true. Yes, but it was dang. The person in the red dress was so hard, I screamed when I finally beat it. Yeah, see, my problem is, is I get adult mad and start throwing controllers before I beat things. Oh, no. I'm not I didn't realize it, it was going to be so hard. I didn't. If I knew, I would have started with something that had six to eight hours and then been like, look, I participated in what was going on here. You should play Mario. You should play Mario because it's five minute, five minute, well, like five minute levels. You get through them, they're good. But here's the deal I got to the end of that Mario 3D world, and I, I think I'm mis- misquoting the title, but whatever it is. Um, my in-laws were in town and I kept being like Ugh! and they're like Shelby I think it's time that you should take a break <laughs> it's time to take a 10 minute breather you know it's more <laughs> insulting than being told to stop playing video games when your partner's parents um, tell you in your home that you should well, put and then, uh, then you're psyching out and you get sweaty palms <laughs> and you're like oh this is just never gonna happen dude and then you're psyched out at that point Dude, sometimes you just got to get those sweaty palms on. You know what I mean? <laughs> sweaty palms, they happen. Um, Megan, uh, you played a little Kirby. I was over at your place um, a couple weeks ago at this point, and you were playing a little Kirby action, huh? Yeah. You know, it was like one of my favorite games going up for sure. So seeing it on the Switch, uh, they had a demo, which is really exciting. I feel like a lot of those games don't. So definitely pulled me in that way but yeah i really liked it um a lot of the same mechanics from the original game so the swallowing the um you know normal kirby type things which just made me feel so good i'm a big nostalgia person so i was excited about that the little dance at the end where they go everyone people should know what i'm talking about yeah no do, do you get up and dance when you get at the end of the level I kind of thought about it. Um, you totally should <laughs> next time. And I love being able to like swallow the different skills and do that whole thing. Uh, it just really brought me back. And then there's a lot of really new stuff too. So I'm, and if you've seen the trailer, I'm sure it'll show it on here. 
but being able to turn into a car and then the cone. So there's kind of these different scenes um, where you could got like a superpower and it kind of changed the dynamic of the game. So it was fun. I only got through the demo, but I, I'm definitely thinking about buying it. I'm just really cheap. So $60 seems like a lot, but I might have to, to pull out the, the big bucks for this one for sure. So when they announced this and Kirby like half ate a car, is that because he's having digestive issues? Like in his old age, is he not able to digest food as well? Or what's 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 the backstory on that? Please explain. <laughs> I I wish I knew. I really do. <laughs> I wish I knew. But yeah, I'm I'm guessing they just wanted to m- bring a different element to the game. I have to imagine. But yeah, that was that's new, right? They didn't used to do that. No, I don't think so. I so so they should have named this like Kirby's digestive issues, <laughs> gastro gastro would help me now oh, oh. gastro issues kirby edition there you go no <laughs> that would have been much a bigger seller i would <laughs> kirby and the crones adventure that's exactly. that's what this title yeah. should be hey, wow. uh, well I, I will say it looks i mean just from looking at the trailer it looks the color scheme looks nice right the level design looks cool Right. This is my son. One of the first games that he played was what was Kirby and Friends, Um, because that was one. If you haven't played that one, that's one where he can swallow the people, but he has the option to either turn into them or he can convert them into one of his friends. So you can run around with three computer players. And that's very user friendly for small children to be like, oh, you have all these extra lives and you have all this extra stuff. So. Yeah, I I'm a I get down with Kirby. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I, about it. I, I wonder too, yeah. can you do that in this one? I don't know if you guys know, but I Shelby, when you were over and we were playing, I couldn't figure out. I don't know if you can make a two player. I was so jet lagged when I was there. I was just like, I don't know. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> like I left the East Coast at six a.m. East Coast time, and then like slept on the couch before going back to work at a different show. So, um, it sounded cool. It made the it made the Kirby noises. Yeah. I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. I'll probably play it eventually, but much like you, I'm cheap. Illegal Immigrant in the chat says, what up? I said, what's going on, man? Nice to see you, man or woman. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Kirby shout out for sure. So games, they're going on. We're all playing games. We're back on it. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Any other games people want to cover before we hop into the news, news, news? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I would say one last thing, which is here's a question for both of you, which is, as an adult, where do you, you go when you want to find a new game to play? So, and the reason I asked that <laughs> is because I recently renewed for the first time in 15 years because I'm old school. I renewed my subscription to Game Informer, the print magazine. So I haven't had it for a long time. I used to get it religiously for years and years and years. And then I cut it off because I had way too many. And now that's coming back next month for me. Uh-huh. But I don't know where I, I get a lot of my information about games from streamers, from YouTube clips, right? Sometimes social media, although I'm not on social media that much. But I'm interested to hear what your insight is on where when you are have a brand new game. It's like you've never heard of it before. You have no idea about it. Where do you get your information from? Megan, do you want to go first? Mine's really really basic. I feel like I just look at um, a lot of storefronts. I really like indie games. I'll find myself like 
trying the best sellers on the on the storefront. So like on uh, eShop on Nintendo, and I'm also a Game Pass subscriber. So if a game comes on Game Pass, I'll kind of find it there. But I, yeah, I don't do a lot of the research that I probably should. I like to kind of give games a chance, or I hear what Shelby says. But I we are very different gamers though. So I, I yeah, don't. yeah, for sure. So so do you guys want to see my crazy? Yeah. Okay. No. Do we? Uh, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I mean, that's rhetorical. So every year I listen to like a handful of outlets. I get about four or five outlets I listen to and I get their game of the year lists and I turn them into a word document that you see before you. So these are the different outlets and I list out all the games that they've put on their game of the year lists. And as I go through, I'll look at this list and tick off games as I beat them. Now, you have a lot of cross-pollination, right? Like, there's games on here that are like, oh, yeah, totally. That's on all six of these outlets um, lists. So that, in my mind, is more of a priority. But what has happened is this has become an ongoing challenge. So I got 2020. I got 2019. And I have lists of games going back like five Here's 2017. Like they go back five years. And this is my crazy is the FOMO that this instills in me is not good at all. It it feels to me like this was a great question to ask you because even if this is a little bit crazy, this document has been waiting for this conversation <laughs> so we could so we could have this conversation about this document which i think this is super cool this is very organized this um, it's it's super crazy so every year i like go through and i knock off all the stuff that i have played so i knocked off metro dread today i'll delete this out and then carry it over the next year so i can't take credit for curating these lists i mean i basically just stole them from other outlets so polygon metacritic game informer gamestop cnet giant bomb ign like shout outs to all those outlets um so that's what i do and then i cross-reference that with like game pass or nintendo sales or steam sales and then when those games hit on sale, I know that they're the cream of the crop, so I'll purchase them and play them later. So underpowered being battling the backlog, I've created a very ugly backlog where I own none of it, but for some reason I feel like I need to play all of it. Oh, that's like stuff of nightmares. Is that what you think about before you go to bed? Is this list? I think about this, I think about this list. I think about what I, I mean, so so if you don't get through the entire list within a year, do you delete the list or you just create a new tab and then do the next year? How many years of backlog do you keep on this um, list? I it depends. So as the gay as the years age, I will like give them a different priority. So like if like if it's something that I actually think I'll go back and play, then I'll keep it on the list. If it's something that I know that I'm not going to enjoy or go back and play, then I'll just wipe it off the list. Um, but I it's it's been a pretty decent system for me. Like it's it's worked out. I'm hitting the games that I know that I want to hit. But I also take a lot of pride in the gaming space, so I want to be able to talk intelligently about whoever's playing what. So or when Megan's like, "Hey, what should I play?" I'm like, "What are you looking for right now?" You know, I'm I'm an inch deep and a mile wide, if you will. Do you ever <laughs> give up on the game? Like, how often are you giving yep. up? Okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters Z was the last game I gave up on. I don't have an affinity for DBZ. I got in there. I played it for like 30 minutes. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm not a fighting game guy. Peace. Bye. <laughs> okay. 
I was going to ask what the criteria is, but it sounds like you just, it's a gut feeling. It's a gut feel. It's a gut feel. Am I having fun? Yes, no. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. I think it has to be with a list that large, right? I mean, yeah. You can't emotionally be like, well, the reason I was thinking about that was because I realized, right, that when we were young, okay, there was less games available, Mm -hmm. way less games available. And everybody was playing the same games, right? It's like GoldenEye came out. There was nobody that, like, no one was playing something else. Either you just had GoldenEye or if you were like me, you had a friend who had GoldenEye and you kicked it at their house because they had GoldenEye. Um, But then as we got older and then the gaming space kind of took off and all these Dibs on Odd Job, by the way. Dibs on Odd Job. (laughs) Pistols and Proximity Mines, that's it. Um, And... uh, as time went on, right, I think there's so these, the branches and the tentacles went out and there's all these micro niches. And so nobody's really looking in the same space anymore. There are very few games nowadays that people are like, this is what everyone's playing. Like, we're all going to look at this trailer. And the more time goes on, the less and less of that there is. So I think it's interesting to see where where people get their games from. Yeah, and I think the reason I started this system was that I didn't want to like be so in my niche that I was missing out on other games, which might sound crazy, but like I didn't want to get so like in my way. Like and and part of this was, you know, like I fell into the MMO hole for a little while and it wasn't very long, but the reason I had to get away from MMOs is I didn't want to commit to one game that was never ending. You know, I wanted to have the experience, enjoy that time and then move on to something else. And from that philosophy has come this list because I want to be able to experience as much as these different opportunity or um, experiences before like eventually they put me in the dirt. You know what I mean? Like I want to feel the emotions of a um, life is strange. I want like the complexity of an RPG. So I'm trying to just I'm trying to get in on everything, man. (laughs) Except for sports games. Let's let's just all agree that listen too many years in a row of buying Madden and I just can't, can't do I, it anymore. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I tried to play wind jammers, which is like a pseudo sport. Like it's not a real sport. Same thing. I was just like, well, one person wins and one person loses. And there's five there, is a, there, there is a new Mario soccer game coming out. Yes. Um, and I actually think that I will check it out because for whatever reason, I have like nostalgic feelings of, Mega Man Soccer. I don't know if you ever played that game when you were a kid. But I don't know that but game. But Mega Man Soccer, it's pretty much the same exact game that they've reinvented here with Mario Soccer. It's just it's soccer light. You have a smaller team and everyone has a superpower. And Mega Man Soccer just used to be like this guy does a charge up shot and he automatically gets a goal. It's like when they did NFL, what was the one? Street football or the one where you had got to run along the wall. Did you ever play that one? Where it was backyard football and you got to throw the ball and you would do these tricks over the wall. Um, so I might check the Mario soccer game out. I'd be game for that. I'd be game for that. Especially if we can get like an online group going too. Like it's always more fun to play sports with friends. Yes, it is. I don't care what anybody says. Always more fun to play with friends. Uh, so let's launch in to the news. This is also known as the Speculation News Network because we don't really know what we're talking about, but we like to talk about news from time to time. 
And our first story comes to us from IGN, and you can see it right here. Uh-oh, let's try that again right here. And essentially, it says Ubisoft reportedly being targeted for acquisition. Bum, bum, bum. These are anonymous sources from Bloomberg, or Bloomberg has revealed, sorry, anonymous sources told Bloomberg that people are looking at buying Ubisoft. What do you guys think of this? Just a matter of time, honestly. It seems like <laughs> they're all being picked up. Boy, that's upbeat. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I agree. I mean, I agree 100%. It's, I think it's inevitable. I mean, I think that, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I had written an article about this very topic of how just different, it's not good for gamers. You're not going to have, some people have access to certain systems. You can see whoever picks them up, right? It's like Sony's going to have exclusives. Xbox is going to have exclusives. It feels like we waited 10 years to have, um, what is it? What's the term? Like cross compatibility or <clears throat> to be able to play games. And now you're going in the opposite direction with, you know, everybody competing and trying to acquire different uh, IPs to compete so i don't know that it's super great yeah i know i don't know if it'll change much in terms of what they actually what the output is but um yeah it's interesting to see kind of all the different conglomerates i'm i'm interested that it is a private equity firm and not you know a twitter or a youtube or something crazy like that but uh yeah i guess we'll see ubi was one of those ones though that i kind of always love that it was private um you know being based out of montreal and i feel like it has such a strong culture comparatively to like Activision. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with this one. Yeah. And Ubisoft has, has done some, they, they've taken some swings, you know, and that's, that's always nice to see. I, I'm really interested to see what they would do with this. Like say they get acquired by some private equity firm. Is that going to change the culture? You know what I mean? Like what is that actually going to foreseeably do to the company? If, if that acquisition is made, I guess it's all speculation at this point, but yeah, I mean, I think you look at things like, you know, for me, I look at one of my favorite games of all time and I look at, which is Starcraft and you look at Blizzard, right? Mm -hmm. And when you Starcraft came out, you had all these developers who were doing, they were a smaller company and they were doing like, right. They had, everyone was doing everything. You know, they had to learn how to do all the different skills they had to develop and they had to do PR work and they had to do, right? And then as you get more and more resources added to the pile, right? That's great. You have all these resources. You can do all these cool things. But then everyone kind of becomes more and more specialist, right? And then there does become a disconnect, I think, sometimes from the work. Um, I saw that as StarCraft went on. Right. I saw I, I enjoyed it less and less as more and more resources were poured into it. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it, it seems like the takeovers that are happening just in the last 12 months are just insane to watch, too. You know, with with going, even going back to Microsoft buying Bethesda. I don't know if that was this year or last year or in the last 12 months, but you've seen some pretty big acquisitions and um, it, it's just interesting that they're continuing to, ha- to play out. Like it's probably because money is cheap right now in terms of where these companies are at and they're all doing land grabs to see where everything lands within the next 10 years. So Ubisoft is a good thing to buy. I would feel like they have enough notable IP within their umbrella that they could really do some damage with whomever they partner with. 
Well, and also, yeah, I mean, I would agree 100%. And we also are going through this weird time, right, where you're making, I mean, if you think about it, really, right, like, you're making so much money off of like, intellectual property, right off of an idea, which is not something that has, right, it's not as current as other things, right? Before, if you had a service, like you made a chair, or you did something, there was a physical thing there, right? This is just you make it and you maintain it. And it just keeps generating revenue. So you buy some NIP like this, and you can really maximize like i think back to like the guitar hero days or the rock band days where this concept would come out right and be like oh this is so novel and then they just like squeeze it for all it's worth you know dlcs and dlcs and here's this pack and it's like until you've had enough and we've squeezed this dry so that's always my fear of things you know what i mean and i think that that's why i end up going back to indie games i'll take a break we look at something like like a game like Warzone, which I put my fair share amount of time into, mm-hmm. and a game like Warzone, right, is the game is is just as a game is fundamentally broken. It's a broken no. game. It's got glitches. It's got, but they're making every day. You know, I don't even know. It's an astronomical number. It's millions of dollars every day on downloadable content, on skins, on right this type of model so that's what always my fear is when i see a takeover like this is that a company's going to come in and this gentle like i look at developers like the people that develop the witcher and if you went back and you bought the witcher 3 okay and you bought the witcher 3 and you opened up the physical disc they had a piece of paper inside of the disc um they had a piece of paper inside the disc that said pretty much like we you paid 60 bucks for this game and all the content that comes, all the patches, all the, it's all going to be free. And like, that's the type of relationship that I think that can, you know, that I want from a person right. that makes the games like, Hey, I spent this much money, right. I, I would hope that you would want to maintain this thing that you made. So I think that that's always a fear. Yeah, definitely. And, and games as a service right now is, is something it's quite a spectacle. You know, it's always been kind of touted and it feels like it's more real than ever. You know, I see a shout out for apex in the chat illegal you're exactly right i think apex is like top notch and games as a service i think they're doing it better than many um i would be really interested to see where the acquisitions continue to go and hopefully they can just maintain some of those ips i think like like something that's that's spotlit right here is splinter cell like that's ready for a reboot and there's been rumors of that in the works like they have a catalog here that could be mined for a while you know what i mean like 20 30 years in the future so whoever's picking this up is uh it's going to be good to go for some time um speaking of picking things up our next story has to do with somebody picking something up your boy elon your boy i don't think anyone should call him your boy your boy elon bought the twitter I don't know why Trump is is listed here. Um, Elon Musk to buy Twitter for forty four bu- 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 billion dollar deal. How about this? So Elon's kind of a big deal. Don't know if you've heard about him. He's basically a real life Iron Man. He makes spaceships. It's kind of cool. Um, he is now the not not the sole owner, but the majority stake owner in Twitter. Yeah, I know it's so crazy. I mean, I don't know how long this was in conversations for. I might not know enough, but. I had heard something that he was mostly interested in it because he wasn't in agreement with some of the practices that Twitter was having with the censorship. So I think that's why you're seeing Trump there. 
Um, so I don't know if that's the full background, but that is what I heard. Um, well, I know that like Elon is very loud on Twitter, like always has been and doesn't really hold back. You know, he got in trouble with the government for like pumping and dumping stock at some point um, because he said something on Twitter, stock flew and then he dumped some and then he got a, a bad, he got in trouble for that. Um, I know that he's been touting an edit capability on Twitter. So right now, if you go and post something on Twitter, you cannot go back and edit it. You cannot change it but he's pushing for an edit button. Um, you know, the story goes on to say Twitter has been talking about an edit. They've been beta testing it or something of that nature, but it's not public facing yet. Um, and then within this conversation and these stories that have been breaking in the last 48 hours, everybody is speculating about DT. And I don't want to make this a political deal, but as many of you know, Donald Trump, former president of the United States, was banned from Twitter. Um, and this, if Musk is the sole, not the sole owner, but if he's the majority stake owner, he could make decisions like unmuting some of those different personalities that have already been taken down. So kind of a weird time. How crazy is it that Elon is just so baller status that he'd be like Twitter? Nah. Well, here's the thing. It's a, you know, everyone wants to handle the conversation kind of very delicately. And I understand, and I understand why, because everybody has their different opinion. And, you know, I look at it like this. There's a group of people that are going to be way too happy. There's going to be a group of people that are going to be way too mad. And mostly it's probably not going to change much. Um, I don't really like, to use Twitter. The only reason why I use Twitter is because I want to keep up like up to the minute with traffic or news or something that's happened five, six minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Musk as a character, because it's like, look, I don't know Elon Musk, but to me, he's a character. He's done cool things, right? PayPal, Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink. Um, yeah. He's doing interesting things. He has a definitive plan that he wants to go to Mars by 2029, I think is what he's now said they're going to do. And he, he, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know that, I know that I think I read an article this morning that said that Trump has already said, regardless of whether Elon Musk takes over, he's not going to be coming back to Twitter because he's created his own social media. Um, and uh, that he will be doing, he will be touting his own brand and doing his own thing. So we will see. Uh, what happens? Dude, it was made at Trump University. It was a whole bunch of interns. They got together for a couple weekends. They just knocked it out. Copy and paste. Yeah, game jam. (laughs) I think I'm I'm just happy that Twitter's in the news because let's face it, I mean, the social media of Twitter feels like it's kind of on its way out. You know what I mean? There's the talk talks. There's other social medias that are popping off in front of it. Um, you know, IG, Instagram has, it feels like may have more of a following in Twitter. I don't know that for sure, but I know that, that Twitter has been around for a good while now, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think that the, 10, the 15 plat- is probably more accurate. The platform itself is conducive for like, it's not really meant for open discussion, right? right? You know what I mean? It's it's more like that's what it was designed for in theory is to have a conversation. But you don't, it's not like this where you're talking to somebody even on Teams or, right? It's it the, the way that it's fleshing itself out is it's kind of built for knee-jerk reactions. It's built for being kind of toxic, just not in, in a philosophical standpoint, but just the way it's laid out. I know I was listening to a podcast, one of your guys's podcasts from a few weeks ago where they were talking about, I believe it was uh, Casey was talking about um, 
you know, League of Legends being mm -hmm. like having a toxic community. And that's another situation where if you look at the game itself, like the way it's set up, it's built for toxicity because you play a 45 minute match, you get stuck in bronze league. You're, you're, I trust that that's me a hundred percent because I don't Dude. play it enough. Uh, and you play a 45 minute match and someone throws the game and you're like a dad or you're an adult and you've wasted your game time with somebody that had like, it's the, the model itself. And they've, you know, riot has tried to do things throughout the years to kind of force people help reinforce, like pick your roles and to do different things. But like, sometimes the model itself is just like not a good model for communication overall. Um, mm -hmm. And there, it needs to evolve to the next thing, I think. Yeah. To your point. And, and I think, and I think you're exactly onto something, you know, at Twitter for, for I, I kind of miss the Twitter like movements, like in twenties, in 2006, I started one, I played with it a little bit. I never really got deep into the Twitter sphere. In my mind, Twitter is always the place people go to yell. You know what I mean? It's just like, cause it's such short content. You can't really like fully at, at that point, you couldn't really like fully get any idea across. It was like, ah! and then like next, yeah. but um, it's evolved over time. And it's nice because it is such short format that you can get through a lot of content quickly, which is not the case on like Reddit, which is where I like to go. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a cool place. Anyway, that's what's going on there. Let's uh, jump into our third news story, third and final, which is the Netflix, the Netflix <laughs> will fully offer nearly 50 games by the end of 2022. Netflix is doing games y'all. Yeah, I mean, do we know anything? I mean, do we know what uh, the controller? I, I don't know anything about this story. Do we know what is up? They just are just. It could be great. I mean, I'm on Netflix. Netflix needs to do something, right? Yeah. Um, because sure, especially after that, I mean, look, loss. this is another situation, right? Where with streaming services, right, you can only produce a, so much, and I think we're figuring that out now. I think about back when YouTube first got started. Right. And it was a novelty. And in the beginning, the novelty was like, we consume everything. Oh, this is so new. But then you can only produce like an amazing show. Right. You can't do it every six months. You know what I mean? So they're going to have to do something different. I'd be interested to see what this is. Um, it could be cool. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm trying to read up on it now. But yeah, you're right. There's not a lot in terms of how it's actually going to work. Well, I mean, I see here Netflix users currently have access to 18 games, meaning that the plans release around 30 more across the next eight months. I don't know what the what 18 games fall into that category. I know that there are apps that you can download in the app store that are Netflix branded. Hmm. And when you download those apps, you log into your account and you gain access to the phone game. Um, that Stranger Things title was on there. Um, I never jumped into it. I know it exists. I know it's a Netflix branded um, release. And I also believe that they've been coming out with games actually on the streamable platform, which has been interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah I, it's mostly mobile focused. That's, yeah. yeah. I wonder if we'll want to bring it onto the, I mean, everyone, I, I, mean, I use Netflix on my, on the biggest screen in my house. So yeah. I right. Think. I just think there's so many different ways that this can be applied that it almost feels like too much to really fathom. You know right. what I mean? Like I can stream Netflix 
on my phone, on my tablet, on my TV, on my Xbox, right? Are are you going to have support for gaming on each one of those platforms with one title? Because I'm guessing the answer is no. Like, I don't think that that's going to be in the cards. It's going to be way too hard. Not even to mention the smart TV plugins that are out there as well. Yeah. And we we already have Game Pass, which I feel like is, we can call it the Netflix of gaming, which would be their selling point if if they had that, you know. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the same thing too is like at the the reason that we keep coming back here, and it was the misstep that Xbox made many years ago was that many years ago, right? What was it? Was it going from Xbox through whatever 360 to Xbox One? Yeah. They tried to brand it as like a device that could do everything, but mm-hmm. really people just want to play mostly games on it, right? Like people. But, really what we're talking about here is like you can have whatever service that you're going to have whether it's amazon coming out with their service or game pass or netflix we just want to play really good games and if it's a game if it's a piece of a game or a piece of content that brings people together um and causes people to talk around the water cooler every day people will go on your service which is why you see all these people buying up all these ips and buying up bethesda because they know that the content is actually going to be the thing that keeps people on the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I'm kind of looking at screenshots here. If you're watching the digital screen, I basically pulled up a, a link to another article that involves exploding kittens with the Netflix um, system. Uh, exploding kittens is a great card game. If none of you have played it, I highly recommend it, but this good. looks to be almost like a Jackbox setup. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So essentially you would stream it on one platform and then I'm guessing have a phone with the specific application downloaded there and then control from from there. Here's here's part of the problem is that Netflix is going to have to do some serious branding in order for this to work. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have to onboard people and figure out how to convey to them like, hey, here's how you use this gaming setup. Mm -hmm. Um, Because right now we're in the dark. And if anyone should know about what's going on, it's us. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Skim through this article and it's not made super clear. Yeah. yeah, I think when they're ready, I think the key will have to be that they're going to have to pull a streamer or some sort of personality that's in the gaming community to vouch for it to your point and be like, here's what, like, exactly everything you just said. Like, here's how it works. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going to, like, here's our launch. Because all of it's going to come down to execution with this. Yeah. I'm excited. And Netflix has got to do something, right? I mean, they've done some pretty good stuff in the past and they just need to continue to evolve it. It, I know that they took a big hit in terms of losing a bunch of users just a couple of weeks ago. Um, And at least they're talking about it. You know, they don't have the, I, I think the elephant in the room is definitely Microsoft. And then you have Amazon, like Amazon's going to make a big play for gaming on your TV sometime soon as well they've already sent out the controllers they have the time the prime and twitch tie-ins like those are going to be a couple of pretty big players in this space and i question if netflix can hang it's gonna it's gonna be a swing for them yeah i agree yeah um i also gonna say in the same breath that netflix is like one of those streaming platforms that i don't think i'm gonna go away from anytime soon like i've picked up a lot of different streaming platforms and netflix will probably be my main for a while yeah, I feel like I enjoy most of the content I'm able to find there. Um, I would agree. I think they're they're pretty solid. Like if you ever need something, I feel like you go there and you will you'll find something compared to some of the others for sure. Yeah, Megs is big on the docs too. They have some pretty good docs. Oh, yeah, documentaries. Sure. Yeah. Yes, 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 they do. I, you know, I would say that I agree with that. 
I normally, I pretty consistently delete most of my subscriptions just because, you know, I don't have time. It's like, I don't have time to watch Netflix and Hulu and Prime and play games and, right, do all the things that I want to do. So, But Netflix is one that I continuously keep. Yeah. It's like one of the more standard baseline one, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Even with the with the price increase, are you guys still in? Well, what's the, do you know what the increase was? I didn't even, I might be using someone's account. That might have given me away. I think it jumped to 13 <laughs> bucks. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. A month. <laughs> Uh-oh, I can hear them tracking your IP. Can you hear that? Yes, they're coming for you. They're coming you, for you. That's it. Everyone's going to pay. So speaking of Netflix, our final segment today is going to be what you watching. Uh, it's been a while since we've streamed, so we're just going to hit a couple of things that we have been watching. I'll go first. Um, my wife and I are watching Miss Maisel season four, and it is quite delightful. It is just very, it's it's not super drama. It's not super funny, but it's great. It's nice. It's light. It's a little chuckle here and there, and I'm liking it. It's a little, just some junk, some good junk food, and then, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Wow. And I, I love stand-up comedy. So, like, their interpretation of, like, whatever it is, 1950s stand-up comedy is pretty fun. Yeah, I think I only saw the first two seasons, so I don't know where it ended up going, but it's a really well-made show, really well done, for sure. Yeah, and Susie yeah. for life, she's the best. She's the manager. I don't know her, her oh, acting yeah. name, but uh, she's awesome. Yeah. She needs to. Another what have you guys, job. what have you been watching, Megs? I actually just finished Severance on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Um, mm-hmm. It has, gosh, I can't remember his name, Adam, the guy who's the main guy in Parks and Rec. What is his name? I can't remember his name. Adam. Parks and Rec. What Michael Scott. No. Um, <laughs> That's a clutch guess. Okay, no, it's not on Hulu. It's on Apple TV, and it's one of the first shows I actually got into from Apple TV. But the concept of the show is where essentially in the future you can decide for this company if you want to work for this company, you can decide to split your work personality from your pers- like your personal life, and you basically don't remember either of them. So like when I go to work, I don't remember my personal life, and my personal life, I don't remember my work life. And it's a really cool concept. It's like really different and it's kind of a thriller. Um, the ending was really like what what just happened. So 10 out of 10 recommend if you like kind of the psychological thriller. That sounds really good. I've always yeah. like played with the idea of getting the Apple TV. And um, that seems like a good, good uh, endorsement of yeah. that service. Yeah. I mean, Ted Lasso is also on Apple TV, which I feel like you would love. I believe I would love that as well. Yeah. But I mean, just like Philip, I'm trying to trying to stay on that grind. Try not to subscribe to every little thing. You know what I mean? Don't want to get that ELT <laughs> life on. You can try to steal a password if you want. There we go. There we go. Well, I mean, back way back in the day, right? Like when World of Warcraft came out, that was that's the reason I never played World of Warcraft. Because in my mind, it was so cheap. I mean, at the time, I was living in. Portland and going to culinary school and I was really broke but uh but I was like dude I'm not paying ten dollars a month to play this game I want to have the game and then you know, so I just I ne- that's the only reason I never got into WoW yeah was the culinary school back when you were like going to culinary school and then eating ramen at home uh you know listen here's what it was when I went down to culinary school I had six thousand dollars okay saved yeah. up and I blew it all in the first 
three months, I just bought everything. I just bought anything. I bought an electric guitar. I never played it. I didn't even realize that I needed an amp to play an electric guitar. So I just had an electric guitar with no amp and I gave it away. I bought DVDs because DVDs were the thing. I bought the PlayStation uh, 2 Slimline uh, so I could play the original God of War. Um, because my PS2 was not, couldn't handle the graphics. If you could imagine that, my PS2 <laughs> couldn't handle the graphics of the original. It was, yeah, it must have been PS2. It was PS2. Uh, couldn't handle the graphics of the original God of War. Um, so I bought the Slimline. I blew all my money. And then I had, you know, 10 more months of living down there. And I lived off of, I lived off of one Taco Bell meal a day. <laughs> Um, and it was like the three taco supremes with like, you need the sour cream for the extra calories. And for about, for about six months, that's what I lived off of. Um, so that yeah, I know epic. about being poor. That is epic. That is so epic. Oh, too funny. So you're not a chef now or? Uh, so I, I, yeah, I am now, I finished you being are? a chef. I was a chef for 15 years and now oh. I do like, uh, I, I made it. I did culinary school. I graduated. I worked in the kitchen. I did all that stuff. And now I work as in product development for like cheese and new ideas and selling it to Costco. So I, I do more concept and I use my brain and I come up with things like, what if we put these meat and, meat and cheese together? We made a tray and we sold like a thousand cases wow. to Costco or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or whoever. So more using my brain now, no more 16 hours a day in the kitchen, but yes, the degree... The degree did get put to work. <laughs> that's amazing. I always like that's the one career I wish because you get to cook yourself amazing meals. I mean, it's a benefit for all of your family and yourself. Like, it's a great career choice. But if you're a culinary chef, do you like actually pull out all the stops when you cook yourself food? Because I feel like I'd be like putting together five star dishes, then that's giving my cooking self a lot of credit, and then come home and just like, okay, I'm gonna have a candy bar for dinner. Well, that that's I mean, that's a great point. So when I worked in the kitchen for a long time, well. The first thing is cooking in a kitchen is way different than cooking at home, right? When you cook at home, it's very relaxed and you have time to mess around with your recipes and like, oh, let's try this. Let's do this cutesy hors d'oeuvres. Let's make these little tea sandwiches or right. Like when you're in a kitchen, it's like 16 hours a day and it's grinding and you're chopping, like you could be chopping onions for six hours. Yeah. You could, it's very different from like playing around at home when you're relaxed. So to your point, um, Shelby, I got used to eating cold food when yeah. I was a chef because I was so busy. I would eat cold chowder or cold French fries because that's all I had time to eat. So now that I've had a few years to heal from the industry, <laughs> yes, I do all the stops. Like, so what did we have for dinner tonight? Tonight we had um, we had salmon salad. Uh, we had goat cheese, strawberries, onions, candied pecans, and we made a balsamic vinaigrette. And I made handmade a balsamic vinaigrette and sauteed the fish and did all the stuff and put together. We had salmon salad. Um, but when I was a chef, I didn't want to do all those things. I I, like to your point, I'm like, dude, we're having takeout. Like, because <laughs> I'm true. so tired and I've been, you know, I broke down 30 salmon today. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Like, I'll pull my my chicken out halfway done and we're just going to eat it as is. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's time. We just need to eat for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I mean, I know we're kind of like in the, what you watching segment and, um, I am watching moon Knight, which is Marvel highly recommend one of the better Marvel shows we've seen, I think. 
Mar Marvel's in an interesting place right now because they have expanded beyond what the average user like me knows about knows about the yeah. universe. And that's so you're seeing, right? Whereas other movies, even if they were mediocre, they could they could carry the weight of Spider-Man or Iron Man or could carry you through the film with the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. But now with some of these films like Eternals and Moon Knight and some of these other shows most people like i didn't follow it that closely i don't know who these yeah characters are. I, i'm wondering if they're gonna like do kind of like they did with avengers right i mean because when they came those first movies like no one was paying attention like okay iron man does his thing there's a hulk movie whatever what's the avengers oh it's all these different characters let's just bring them together and like slam these characters into one sandbox and it was kind of a cool uniting and then people went back and and saw the past the, they went back and watched all the rest of the content in reverse order. I think we might see the same thing here. The The issue that I'm having is that there are so many players on the table. It's going to be interesting to see how they assemble them. And how do you pick your next breakout stars? In the beginning, you had six, right? You had six individuals when they did the first Avengers movie. Pretty simple. This last one, they had what? 24, 30? still doable. Now it feels like they're just going eight. Like it feels like there's like 60 players in the box and I don't know which way's up right Well, now. and you know, my big argument with Marvel, and this is not just the films, but this is the comic books as well. Um, what I think actually killed, and I've made this argument before, what I think actually killed Marvel is the multiverse. Mm. When you can, when there are zero consequences for someone dying or so or you can reinterpret something any way you want to in any universe it makes the actions that are happening in the film less consequential because you're like oh well he'll die and they'll murder him but they'll just bring him back or there's no stakes right there is no stakes and yeah. then also you know you have to continue to create a bigger and bigger villain right it's got you got to go further and further it's like thanos and then who's in charge of thanos and then who's in charge of the whole universe and then right. you're like it's becoming so abstract that you're like you're just gonna end up with some sort of god character and then that's the end of it yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I do I do appreciate the self-contained series. Um, but they're rewriting some of the old uh, you can see you feel some of the plot lines are very samey. Um, and that's that's kind of disappointing. I know it's always been a big thing with uh super or um superhero films in general, right? Is they feel very samey, big bad hero comes in defeats big bad like it's very by, paint by numbers but i thought they were subverting a lot of that stuff there for a while and it seemed like they were doing niche films in different genres which i appreciated um i'm excited to see where moon knight goes this last episode that just came out was episode four there was a big turn and it was like is this a big illusion or where is this going next so i'm excited to see where that continues to kind of develop but uh, I'm along for the ride. At this point, man, I'm too deep. I can't well, get out. And here's the thing. If that doesn't play out in one month's time, you have the new Obi-Wan series exactly. in May, which I saw the trailer. And I just feel like I just feel like it's going to be good. I it feel like so good. I feel like it's only going to be six episodes. Every episode's going to have some sort of lightsaber fight. You, How can you go wrong? Uh, Ewan McGregor is Ewan great. McGregor, yes. Um, so we, we can always just pass it off to that. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, that's that's going to wrap our episode for today. Thank you out there for watching us on the interwebs. Um, feel free to uh, check us out on our social channels. Uh, does anyone want to plug anything? Where to find you? Do you want to plug a Twitter handle or anything like that? No, so next time I'm on, I'll see you guys again. Heck yeah, we'll do it again real soon. So so I've kind of like told our team I'd like to keep going on Tuesdays. So we're going to try to have something out for you on Tuesday night. Um, is it going to happen every Tuesday night? No, but we're hoping that you join us on Tuesday, whether it be streaming games with a couple of us or doing a pod much like this. So feel free to come back and join us on Twitch where we will be live on Tuesday nights. Um, if you want more of us, you can all follow, also follow us on our social channels. Those will be in the attached description. Um, we're also on Discord. Come hang out with us. We're chatting. We're always talking games. If you're listening on a podcatcher or Apple podcast, please leave us a review. Five stars if you would be so kind. That is a wrap for this week. We are out. Play your games. Bye. Bye. Thank you.